When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of The Crow Pod is brought to you by Rascals Creative. Best book events, live entertainment. They got filming and production work. They can do all that stuff for you. Check out rascals-creative.co.uk. And by our friends Copeland Streetwear. You can find them at copelandstreetwear.co.uk. And, of course, the famous. Find them at thefamousheadwear.co.uk. If you would like to... Support the Crow Pod and get your name out here to thousands of bears across the Crow Pod Network and Heart and Hand Networks. All you gotta do is go to copelandroad.org, click on the support button, or scroll down in the show notes where you're listening right now, click on the support link. Uh, select the $10 a month option, and then uh, just reach out, let me know what you need me to say for your business or charity, and we will get that out on every single episode of the Crow Pod. So don't forget, just visit the copenroad.org. And now let's start the show. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Cropot contains language and themes which may not be suitable for anybody. Another episode of the Crow Pod, and joining me, Shane, of course, Mr. David Edgar. Hello, David. Hello, everyone. Hello, Shane. Hello, Todd. Nice to, to be back, ready to talk uh, an hour and a half's worth of shit with you both. <laughs> well, we, we, we've only got about 50 minutes of shit with Todd Van Allen today. He's yeah, 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 yeah. But... How are you doing, Todd? <laughs> I am good. I am good. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, uh, it is recording. Okay, it's weird. My le- my levels don't appear to be uh, showing up, but we got Shane's going. But that's okay. Oh, I can see all yours. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, no, no. That's my. You're repeating. We're we're doing new things, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. and it's 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 wonderful. It's a brave new world. I which which will help solve my my mental state because uh, it's a whole you know the creation of the Mikado topsy turvy time because I was ready for us to win in Europe and fall to St. Marin and that didn't happen. So ignominious uh, defeat in Paisley. Yeah. Uh, but uh I've well I, I can give you all my, my Braga stories if you'd like. Yes, it looks like a Kraken Stadium. 
it's fucking amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, in all fairness, I love the fact that when Braga came to design a stadium, they must have said to the to the designer guy, stadium designer guy, that must be a job title. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they said, look, look, stadium designer guy, where do you think we should put this stadium? We've got this nice flat bit of land over here. And he went, mm, yeah. Or we could blast the side of this this mountain <laughs> over here. <laughs> and they're like, well, I mean, we could. And he's like, no, no, fuck it. Bear with me on this. Right? I'm going somewhere with this. Yeah. So you, you go up and there are only like six entrances to the ground, but they're all genuinely about a mile apart. The footprint of the ground's about three or four miles, right? Mm-hmm. Because you've got to go round the fuck. Literally, you've got to go round the mountain when she comes um, right. to, to get there. So you go to the bottom and I go and I pick up my ticket, uh, pick up my press pass uh, from the ticket office, and I said, "Right, where do I go in?" And they were like, "Right, you go round there to the next exit." And I said, "Sure." So I kind of head round, expecting the next exit to be traditional foot. You know, here's mm-hmm. an exit, yeah. and. 20 yards further along, isn't it? No. You walk for two and a half miles, <laughs> right? And I know because I, I, I did it on my phone, two and a half miles, and then you get uphill, and then you get, and then it's another climb uphill, and then you go in. So the, the stadium is remarkable. You'll see it on TV. There's only mm-hmm. two two stands, which are huge uh, and cantilevered. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you, remember, if, if you mm-hmm. saw on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. To hold to hold one of them in place because otherwise it would slip down the mountain, right. and uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's yeah you know, spectacular place to watch a game. But then after the match, they're like, right, okay, gentlemen, uh, to to the interview room, you know, to do the the press conference. And I was like, yeah, I wonder where it is. And they're like, uh, it's under the pitch. I'm like, what? Okay, like, it's under the pitch. <laughs> yeah. So you you walk through right, and they take you to this kind of special lift. And honestly, all that's missing is a fireman's pole, and you're in the back cave. And you, <laughs> you, you you go down three three levels. You go down, and then you walk out under the pitch, and that's where the dressing rooms are. And they've got little um, viewing holes, so you can see uh, basically. Up, you know, Holy shit! So yeah, you you are under the pitch. It it's. Either a football stadium or a, a super villain's lair in yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like King Scorpio's personal it, football ground. It's right, Hank, right, right. It, it's Globex Corporation's football <laughs> the, the stadium division, <laughs> undoubtedly. But it, you know, you have to admire that whoever came up with it. It's just because you know, will we build a stadium? Nah, let's just do right. this. I laugh, and I, I mean, it's a spectacular place to, to go and watch football. Um, not the most spectacular game, and that Rangers appeared to do absolutely nothing for ninety minutes, which was mm-hmm. um, an interesting. Interesting call. What was weird to me was the way the, the you know in the second half, all, all the Rangers fans and all the Scottish journalists who are Rangers fans were all sitting and were raging, right? Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it finished, we're like, you know, at least we got away with one now. Yeah. And that the, they were celebrating the Portuguese and whatnot. And so one of them said, you know, you, you don't seem that unhappy. And I said, God no, if you'd said to me at half time it will finish one 0 I'd have bit your hand off, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, oh, right, oh, well, and I'm like, mate, you should have finished the tie tonight. Rangers were rotten. We won't be yep. as bad as that in the second leg. If you'd have got another couple, it would have been good night. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, like, uh, fi- by the way, the um, uh, the Celtic uh, podcast finally got through my um, uh, my feed this morning. Oh, good. So, so yeah, so I finally got to relive that misery uh, with you. <laughs> that was lovely. Um, so now we have this. Uh, what's what's we- going to be weird about Thursday is that uh, we've got we're going to have a come from behind mentality looming over the entire game. 
Sorry, sorry. Can I just interrupt there and go? Sure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we we've got Leslie Nielsen jokes to do later. Don't worry about that. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Sorry, beautiful. but I, I, my eyebrow has arched. That one. Come, come it's, stuff last week. Yeah. Um, oh, one, one quick one quick last thing about the stadium. Uh, while you were talking, I was like. Uh, just Google imaging the uh, the stadium, and it's all cantilevered and stuff like exactly like you're right. And then uh, they had one picture where they've got like the players on the pitch and the scoreboard, which is mounted up mm. on this rock, which looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. And uh, it's on the Visit Portugal website, like the official Visit Portugal website, where they uh, talk about the Estadio Municipal de Braga. And I looked at the picture. I went, "What?" Um, in the picture of the of a game going on, they're playing hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Portugal's one of these countries where what they've done is that you know it's a reasonably big place, but they've just gathered all the football clubs in one in one area. So right. you know you've got the Lisbon clubs obviously, and then when you go to the airport at Porto, you drive past you know obviously Porto's grounds there, but you drive past Rio Ave, you drive past Vitoria Guimarães, and then you yeah. get to Braga all within about forty minutes. So clearly they just decided here and here are where the football teams go. Right? <laughs> We're not, not spreading them right around the country. That's quite odd. One of the the delights about we went on the the official fans flight, which is the one you know you apply the day trip. But at this time they couldn't do a day trip because they couldn't get uh, the, the the plane after the game. Braga is quite an, an or Porto really quite an awkward place to get to from Scotland. If I'd gone independent, I'd had to go on a day early because the mm-hmm. flights tend to get in about sort of six seven o'clock at night. Right. But brilliantly though, the, I, I saw someone complain about you know ah oh, the the time of these flights are rubbish, Rangers, and I thought. Right, I know we're all unhappy, lads, but Douglas Park does not control international air traffic control. Right, you know, there are things right. we can blame the club for, right? right? But international air traffic control not allowing us to have a flight um, after, after you know, 2 a.m. Yeah. Or, 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 that's not really down to them. Which, uh, which, which airline were you on? Uh, one called Enter Air. I've never heard of it. It was okay. a charter, charter oh. flight. Um, oh, okay. so, Enter, you said. So we got... Mm. <laughs> we, we enter air for our come from behind victory so, uh, so the, the thing about it is you get to the airport right and there are there, there's a few of us um that, that know each other and obviously you, you meet loads of people that you know that, that go regularly so um sitting in the airport of course everybody's having a baby i'm not right mm-hmm. um and we get on the plane and i said to because uh, adam he wasn't really drinking because he was coming to the game with me. Martin was drinking, and I do mean drinking. Um, <laughs> he had the traditional bottle of absolute vodka poured into two bottles of Coke uh, yeah. on the plane yeah. job. So how many? And I said, "Look, lads, I'll take the window seat if he's like, because you're all going to be talking and getting up, going to the toilet and whatnot." Exactly. Said, yeah, sure. So into my seat I go, hat on, mask on, headphones in, book. Right. Yeah. Right. And can't hear anything, can't really see anything. Two and a half hours later, I get up to what appears to be Vietnam. And <laughs> there are casualties. And there are a, a guy a guy apparently had tanned a bottle of Di Serrano on the flight. Um, and I think it was his first drink because it had came back um, rather quickly. And it had brought some friends. just chugging him right on a flight. Jesus. He, 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 he tanned basically a bottle of it in about an hour, right? And... Then it proceeded Fucking to hell. 
Jesus. So the so the the whole you know there's like newspaper down in the centre aisle and stuff and of course everybody's singing and stuff and we got off the plane and you're you're heading to the buses and I must admit at that point I went Adam I'm just going to get a taxi and he's like what <laughs> I said, I'm just going to taxi to your hotel mate and he's like why I said because it's not the most fun environment for a sober guy at this point right um, I said so I'm just going to hop in a taxi which was fine right. See the next day. See the contrast between flights. So the next day, I was like, Edgar's Revenge, unrelentingly <laughs> cheery, non-hungover fucker at the airport. Like, All right, everybody. Well, we got a song going. You couldn't he st- you couldn't he shot you up with a fucking barge pool yesterday, but today nobody wants to sing so. <laughs> Everybody's lying there dead, you know, going, oh, fucking died. But uh, no, all joke aside, it was uh, it was a fabulous trip. Bears were uh, great. It's a lovely place. Did you see the video with the dog from yep. the Rangers fans? Mm-hmm, yes, that it just made my life. That you know, Rangers <laughs> fans walking about in Braga. There was a dog at the window, and they all went over and serenaded the dog and got a cuddle <laughs> off it, which nice. was just you know, magnificent. And yeah, I mean, the game was, was average. Um, uh, yeah, hey, like you said, we, we got, we got another down goal. I'm okay. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because that, 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 you know, I mean, I was, we had a couple decent enough chances there where we could have nicked mm-hmm. one, but we also nah. should have conceded about four yeah. more. Yeah. So, the, 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 when it went one now, I was like, shit, the roof's could easily yeah. cave in on the team. Right. Yeah, um, right. And it, it could be, you know, two or three with it too much bother but then the second half rangers switched to a five now it did make us much more solid but it did mean that we had zero going forward but yeah. i think braga just went okay well if we get one great but we'll make sure we don't concede um yeah. so yeah i'm still in the tie i brought thursday night sell out um we, we have been kind of good in terms of that that <sighs> there hasn't been any games i can remember really at ibrox where it's been you know a friendly in the mm-hmm. last four years, you know, the, the matches have all meant something. The Volca, because there is very few things as frustrating as having paid quite a lot of money to get to a game and it being, you know, complete dead, dead rubber. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. down or whatever. Yeah. That's effectively just a bit of a kind of waste of time friendly. So, no, we're, we're buying in it. And balls mm-hmm. out, lads. European semi final. If you beat a team at home at Ibrox, yeah. good opportunity. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's, I, I, you know, the weekend there, I was sitting, I was trying to, because we were talking, trying to get all of our baseball games lined up for like the first half of the season. And my Mariners are in Chicago starting today, which mm-hmm. I can't go today. I got some shit to do. Right. Tomorrow, tomorrow I think is a night game, if I remember right. And I just don't feel like dealing with trying to get back from the city at, you know, one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. Yes, Thursday. Probably it's a 110 first. But, uh, no, nope. Can't do that one either because <laughs> I got to be at the bar at two o'clock to watch us. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so no Mariners trips this year, I don't think, unless I head over to Cleveland or something like that. Mm-hmm. that one well, if you know it, if you go to Cleveland, you're bound to win. So that's yeah. Yeah. three points, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. What do, what do you get if you win in a minute? Do you get three points? I think it's just a win you get, isn't it? Like yes. a win or a loss. Yeah, so yeah. The, the, yeah. Hockey has a point system, but yes, yeah. Hockey, yeah. hockey is, has a civilized scoring system. But, yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. I'm always uh, going like, I, and this is where my intellect sadly bleeds together because I'm like, every time the Sens win, I go yes, three point. Nope, two. Nope, that's two. right, two. two. <laughs> 
<laughs> was three. We used to do that. Three. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- three points for a win. It still blows my mind when you look back on that it was two points for a win. Yeah. yeah. The older seasons. Yeah. You, you know, basically, you're two points for a win and one point for a draw. And people wondered why football was a bit more defensive back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you could win, you could legitimately win the league by winning all your home games and drawing most of your away ones. I mean, yeah. you, you legitimately could do that because you were picking three yeah. out of four every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I, I suppose it's a simple enough system. The old win Well, I mean, when, 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 draw in the UK. when you can't draw in baseball, there's no need to really have a point system. Yes, you? exactly. See, with the hockey one, the hockey one though, because there's different. Well, what if it goes to overtime, each team gets a point. But then, if you win the shootout, right, then you get a bonus point. You get a bonus point. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So if you if you draw at the end of regulation. Both teams get a point for the tie, mm-hmm. but whoever wins the shootout gets the extra point. Yeah, so, I like that. They got a point. They got a point for showing up. A participation yeah. point. Yeah, I've never liked that. You lose, you lose. You That's lose. yeah. You I don't, lose. It's oh, dumb. I don't care how long it takes you to lose. Yeah, you you lost. Your best. You lost. Uh, so. Yeah, you lost. No, I think that's a great idea. That at the end of the, it's, it's very Canadian. Till at the end of the game, you go, you, you know. Better luck next time. Point. Yeah. Um, don't worry about a body. You pick it up next time. There, here, take a point there. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't want anybody. Nobody goes home in, empty-handed. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a nice and yeah. That one point is called the Canadian goodie bag. So I, so I have a, a a story of subterfuge and dishonesty Ooh. to tell you all. Goodness me. Last week. Yes. Scandal right. hits. Yeah, What's Martin yeah, done now? Right. So. <laughs> well, no, that's that's well. You're right. No getting into that on 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 here. Um, <laughs> oh, that boy's fucking see the see the persona. Uh, see what people think of him from podcasts and what he's like. He's just one of these people that, whenever he gets near alcohol, should just set fire to both his wallet and his house. It's quicker. Um, <laughs> and, and I love because he's so calm and rational and suave and lovely and you know. I drink in them, and my God, the transformation is—it's like Superman going into a going into a phone booth, you know. <laughs> but, but, but instead of changing the costume, there's just a bottle of Bucky in there for some reason. That's right, yeah, it's a bottle of vodka. And uh, I'm Superman. And, and he only drinks vodka. He only drinks vodka. And it's like, have you ever thought about drinking beer? He's like, I don't like beer. I said, well, vodka doesn't like you. So right. maybe vodka doesn't like. It. Anyone. I mean, no, I can no, no, no. that quite clearly. That's, yeah. Actually, yeah, <laughs> now that is totally true. <laughs> I I went to Russia on holiday years ago um, with uh, a couple of friends, one of whom was Russian, right? Mentioned this before. And mm-hmm. uh, it was wonderful because it's such an alien country that having somebody there who knew what they were doing was of immense value. But she said to us at one point, I'm going to visit some people I used to work with. Would you like to come? I said, yeah. So we go, and it's this lovely old Russian woman, right? And she was so nice. Um, but, of course, they get all the food and everything, and then the shot glass goes down in front of you. Mm-hmm. And out comes from the freezer, which is where they keep it, right? That's how vodka's mm-hmm. supposed to be taken, folks. Vodka's not supposed to be mixed. It's supposed to be taken from the freezer, and you do the shot. And the point of it is you get the the the, the warmth of it, the cool feeling of the, the actual liquid and then the warmth of it going in. That's how it's supposed to be drunk. We mm-hmm. don't do it that way, of course. So I'm sitting there at dinner and uh, she pours me a drink and Vika says to me, she's like, look, the woman doesn't speak any any English, by the way, and my Russian is, you might be stunned to know. 
<laughs> Limited to please and thank you, to be honest. Right? Yeah, basically, it's Posiba and Pajalsta. That's my Russian, right? Please and thank you. Um, is that like a Russian's kick about kill winning? Is that what you're saying? Probably these days, mate. They probably own it. <laughs> you know, they, they, they probably bought it. There's a, the, the, I think of winning, there is a, an Eraldom. There's the, 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 the Eraldom of England in here, so they probably bought that title, let's be honest. Um, at one point, that, that tends to be what's happening. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there, and Vika says, look, she see because you're the man basically here with us and her husband has has passed away that you are kind of like the man of the house so would you pour she a drink you've got to drink it it's a respect thing and at the time i was like somewhere if i have to drink it you know well (laughs) what can i do it might be one o'clock in the afternoon this is my service to society then so sweetheart i don't want to be rude you know well that's not yeah my wife was looking at me like don't you fucking dare right and i'm like (laughs) Cultural ambassador went when yeah. in St Petersburg <laughs> as the St Petersburgians do. So right, we're sitting and and you know she gives us all a beer and we're drinking that and then as I say she pours the shot into my glass right and is looking at me so I drink it right eating away and you know Vika's chatting to her and we're sort of getting you know three way conversation it being translated for us and stuff. So then honestly, about ten minutes later she pours me another vodka and I'm like wow okay right. Drink it in a one, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Ten minutes later, another one. Five minutes later, the next one comes. She poured me seven vodkas in under an hour, right? Okay. And I've had a lot on top of two or three beers. So at this next point, I'm like, Vika, for the love of Christ, tell I can't feel my face. Please, she's like, no, you need to keep doing it. They fucking poured me out of that apartment. (laughs) Oh my god! Mm -hmm. But you know, and then I was like, is that unusual? She's like, nah, typical lunch, really. And I'm like, I can kind of see why your average life expectancy in this country is forty nine. Exactly. These are all lovely segs. uh, I I flagged up my onion headline, which was um, "Man drinking beer at seven thirty a.m. on bus may be onto something." (laughs) (laughs) see once you've got you know once you've crossed that line i mean it's right (laughs) that reminds me of of like every house we would go into in in italy uh because it's just friends and family over there for for non-stop and it's in in that moment of like you'll sit down you'll have a drink and my wife just looks me go oh no it's like (laughs) it's their culture and you you brought me here don't look don't look at me, sweetheart. I didn't make up the rules. I only play the game. You know? yeah, don't, don't look at me. This is your country, love. Uh, well, yes, my tale of subterfuge involves a woman, a woman called Sally. So, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. So, we guys get in from Narsa. You boys will know Gaz, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Lovely, lovely wee fella, right? Gaz says to me, Davey boy, um, we're booking your flights for, for Narsa. Um, would you, I know that, you know, you might want to do the, you know, like upgrade, um, in which case, obviously, I would pay for it myself. And I mm-hmm. said, "All right, guys, thanks." He went, "So here is um, the flights that we would book you, and here is the price for the upgrade." And it, it was more than I had, you know, hoped for. Mm-hmm. So uh, I said, "Right, let me talk to Sal." I said, "Look, Sal, the upgrade is this much," and she she goes instantly, "Oh, do it, do it." You know, it's a long flight, two long flights be comfortable what do you get mm-hmm. for it? oh yeah that's great absolutely go for it okay Hold right, on. What, what what's she buying ha ha i'm coming to this 
<laughs> so, um, not thinking anything, I went, hi guys, uh, cheers mate, I'm going to take that, I'll just, and I'll send the money, he's like, no bother, right, all done, great, and, you know, it's just a wee thing, but it's a holiday for me, and, and you know, there's something nice, isn't there, about getting the upgrade on the flight, yeah. and, yeah, all the, the wee bit the extras you get for it, so anyway, done, right, cool. Later on that day, Sally walks into my room and starts which with what initially I think is the least promising opening gambit to a conversation I have ever heard. Right? <laughs> when she says, I've been given a lot of thought to a new butter dish. Oh, <laughs> no. That's... Uh-oh. Now, my immediate reaction is, well, hang on a minute, right? She's been given a lot, you know, I can a spend... Lot of thought. A lot can, of thought. I can spend that much money on on a flight that you know unnecessarily, but she's been given a lot of thought. I mean, to, is, is this like a Fabergé butter dish that she's making? I'm coming to this, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking butter dish, you know, little little thing. I'm thinking yeah, seven bucks at the store. Go ahead, yeah, buy one. Yeah, Great. that 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 is. That just proved my point because I thought six ninety nine, right? So yeah. that is, and I was like, sure, go for it. And she went, well. And I thought, ah, oh, ha, ha. We, we're going, we're going round the stadium at Braga here at this point, right? <laughs> I said, right, okay. And she went, okay, I'll send you the one I want. And I'm like, you know, my my bat, you know, antenna is, is switching. So she sends me it, and it's a silver butter dish, and it's got okay. a little, um, a little sort of, uh, jeweled partridge on the top of it, sure. and it's 100 uh, percent, and it's 795 pounds. <laughs> Oh, seven hundred ninety-five pounds. No, you should, seven. You should, there, there should be a decimal point in there. Normally, That's there's. What I suspected. Yeah. So I go through and I'm like, "How the fuck can you find a bar dish that costs that?" I said, "How much fucking butter do we eat? And is the queen going to be taking it?" I said, "I found a bar dish here for six ninety-nine, and it, you look, you got a free wee, a free wee fucking fork with a wee tiny." Bottle mm. spread and fork, and that's only six ninety nine. She went, yeah, but it's it's just made of steel. This is made of silver. I'm like, how can you tell the fucking difference? And does it matter anyway? <laughs> she comes away with the best fucking pish argument I've ever heard, which is it'll taste better out of a silver dish. Oh my god! And I was like, right. you, you, do you know? You guys know I cook a fair amount. Yeah. yeah. What do you What do you think I serve my butter out of in the kitchen? A uh, little plastic ramekin. No, oh, yeah, the little piece of paper that it comes in. Yeah, yeah. the packet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's always well. That's the other thing is that we don't use you know butter that comes in, but we use the spreadable stuff that comes yeah, in the plastic still, thing. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, so you what is she going to fucking decant it like it's a bottle <laughs> of red wine? Yeah. You do have to let butter breathe. So if you don't, it's it, it's really low class. Here's here's a <laughs> sneaky. Yeah, that butter hasn't breathed, does it? Yeah, you're serving that. So I I say to her, look, Sally, I'm not fucking giving you 800 quid to spend. And she's like, that's to, you know, blah blah. Or you know that it, I hate asking you for money. And then if you're going to be like this about it, I'm not being like I have to give you money for everything. But 800 quid for a fucking butter dish. Then she plays it. Oh, yeah. but it's fine for you to get your upgrade on that flight. Bingo. There we go. I was like, you fucking bitch. Because I knew, I knew, right? I had I had I had been hoisted by the larger of my two testicles on the previous conversation. I was like, you fucking witch. Okay, okay. I said, I still don't feel comfortable getting she went, and here we go, lads. Uh, I, mean, I still, Sally, I just, I don't feel comfortable spending 800 quid on a fucking bottle dish, right? I think that that's outrageous. And she goes, well, 
I could go, you're getting a holiday to Vegas, and obviously we can't both go on holiday because of the dogs. So I was thinking of going visiting our stepdaughter in Mexico. I was aha, right, okay. Can we just cut to the chase? And she, she literally had it all there on the, so, on the computer. Butter dish or round trip flight to Mexico. Right, <laughs> right. right. And, the exact same price. Uh-huh. And hotel, yes. Round trip flight to Mexico. But I, I mean, in a way, I had to admire how she'd committed this fraud. This act of larceny. Mm-hmm. Because it was detailed, it was well thought out. She had waited her, her opportunity and she had taken it when it arose. And you know, fair play to her, but I was like, You fucking bastard. Because I could yeah, I couldn't argue. I, I and I knew it and so yeah, so she got a holiday out of it too. <laughs> it's like a novelesque effort from Sally here. Oh, <laughs> just just waiting, biding her time. There's your chance. Uh-huh. It. Moment, moment came and she just seized it. Fucking just buried so, it. So <laughs> right in for it, and uh, yeah. So I mean, you know what? What can you do? I'd, I'd, I'd sort of put myself into that in that position. Mm-hmm. So I told. Uh, it's funny enough. I was, I was telling guys about this, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, sneaky bitch." And he was like, oh, "You shouldn't have told her." And I'm like, "Looking back, Gary, yes, that's correct. I shouldn't have told her." Um, <laughs> But that, that's what I get. That is, that is let, a let that wonderful. be a lesson to all the, the newlyweds out there, by the way. Oh, yeah. The, the less they know, the better. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and that will never come back to bite you in any way whatsoever. No, 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 no. In the words of Homer Simpson, and I will never get my comeuppance. No comeuppance! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh, this episode of the Crow Pod is brought to you by our friends at Rascals Creative, best spoke marketing events, all that kind of stuff. Go check them out, rascals-creative.co.uk. And, of course, go check out our friends at Copeland Streetwear and the Famous. And uh, I got to give a shout-out to the uh, Sons of Struth Youth Academy football teams. You know where to find uh, everything that Craig and all them are doing. So go check them out. Todd! RH Mortgages and Protection, getting you the best mortgage and protecting you and your family. Phone 07934-876-462. That's 07934-876-462. Look at that. We're fucking experts at this stuff. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Only took six weeks. <laughs> six weeks. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, uh, I mean, the football is whatever, it's, you mm-hmm. know, St. Mirren, uh, right. just the classic Rangers performance of, uh, this doesn't really matter. So, right. uh, yeah, let, let's actually show up and play. Oh, but. I can, uh, one, one small thing as, as, uh, David was talking about, um, the bait and switch on the butter dish, which is, it's Machiavellian. That is oh, that's, yeah. Well, you um, know, the, the, the thing too, I, I can imagine Sally, Probably looked up the flights, right? I don't know. You know, David, you might be able to offer some more insight into her mm-hmm. thought process here. But I'm guessing she looked up the flights, figured out what they cost, then found one of the most ridiculous things that she could for the same yes. price. Yes, just to try to offset. No, no that. that's totally it. That's totally it. Um, so my um, my wife wants to get a new car, um, which is her prerogative because she makes the money. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, she is a partner in a multinational corporation. Uh, I tell jokes about my wiener. So <laughs> she gets to make those decisions. So, um, uh, we, we have been looking for a hybrid car 
with the hope of going uh, full electric in, in a few years, but the technology not there. So he's like, you know what? Healthy compromise is there. It's the hybrid. We've had our current car, which is a Mazda for like 10 years and it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's an okay thing, but like, you know, it's time, time to move on. And certainly with uh, gas prices, um, rivaling butter dish, uh, <laughs> money, um, we thought, you know, maybe this is time. So she, is, she does one thing better than me a lot, which is research. She, like when she gets the, my favorite, my favorite time for my wife is when she hates her job which is all the time <laughs> because then things just show up in the house that we didn't know that we needed yeah. um it was like oh like like i'll see the amazon box show up and go i did not realize your work was this bad this week it's okay <laughs> lot a lot of lot of bullshit purchases okay well okay so we need a pineapple core whatever um so uh, she she did the research and she came down to three uh, kind of three options um there was there was one from a Honda that you can never get. The Rav Four from Toyota was at the top of everyone's list, and you cannot get it. So the next one was the Ford Escape. Yeah, Ford, right? From, oh, mm-hmm. Doug Ford. Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate that name. So, and what's even worse is that we go to our local Ford dealership, which is Canada Ford, which sounds like his anti-vax fucking daughter who does CrossFit and plays football in her underwear. So there's that. <laughs> And we go in and uh, uh, we, first of all, their showroom is nothing but trucks and Broncos. Yeah. That's all it is. That's and they Ford have them. Yeah, so. that's right. So huge trucks, yep. huge, hu- like massive, like you can just see the small penises that are going in there to buy these things. Like they're yes. just massive. And also right? the small children that will get run over by them. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Right. And they're all like kind of up uh, on an angle on fake rocks so that you can pretend that you're off-roading. Um, <laughs> it, it's, this is farm country, lads. Like, I get it. So, uh, and they're blaring country music. So <laughs> we sit down in the salesman's chair as he uh, goes around and, th- and we're, by the way, we're the only ones masked in this entire place. We are the only yeah. one. Every single staff member is just, Oh, welcome to <coughs> <coughs> welcome to Canada Ford. So, um, my, uh, my wife, uh, can, can almost see the smile underneath my, uh, my N95 mask. And she's like, what are you grinning about? And goes, well, I now know what my hell will be when I die. I know exactly <laughs> what it will be. It will be this place, you know. It's wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. And, uh, yeah, it's been a while since I bought a car. And, uh, boy, oh, boy, salesmen have not changed at all. No, they at never all. will. No. Yeah. They never will. Like, the, the yeah. All they got to do is to get you to sign on the line that is dotted. That's exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I always think the 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 Futurama one nailed it mm-hmm. when <laughs> when uh, the salesman goes up to Frank and he said, uh, uh, you're looking at that car, you want it, don't you? And he's like, no, I'm just looking, thank you. He's like, no problem at all, sir. And I, for one, think it's commendable that you don't care what other people think about your sexuality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when the guy was away, he was he was like, you know, getting, he's got to go check in some numbers. Oh, no, you know, no, like, no, so you, you got to go to the tower. got to go to yep, the tower. Yep. Yep. So you got to, I'll go talk to my guy. And then as he leaves, I turn to my wife and go, uh, well, you know, he's, he, 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 you got to get that true coat. And um, 
As soon as he comes, I'm not paying for no true coat. I'm not paying for no true coat. You're a you're a liar. You're a fucking you're, liar. You're a fucking liar, sir. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> Doesn't he come back, sits down, and goes, now undercoating. And uh, <laughs> my mask almost blew off like a trumpet blast. Like blah from the blurt laugh that I let out. See, so. by the way, if people don't believe that we uh, live in a mainly patriarchal society, which which is true, we do, right? I mean, guys, don't mm-hmm. be upset about it. Be pleased about it. Thank our forefathers, right? Um, it, it's, no, it's true. We live in a patriarchy, right? And, and look, you know, smash patriarchy. You know me, I'm a good committed liberal, but mm-hmm. um, even so, it, it's just better being a bloke, right? We get paid more. Mm-hmm. Okay, we live less but then we don't need to worry so much about pensions we don't have to get through any of that kind of monthly unclean thing that birds do you it's can just, pee on a tree in an emergency the world is our <laughs> toilet yep exactly it's just it's just better right we can smoke regular cigarettes instead of those little fucking tiny ones you kind of get a draw mm-hmm. out of everything about being a bloke <laughs> is better okay um so uh with 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 that in mind but if you don't believe that there is Go to a garage with your wife as a non-driver with no interest in cars. <laughs> so your wife will drive up uh, right to the entrance, get out the car, and be holding the keys to her car. Right? <laughs> and you will, we will walk in, and the bloke will walk up and go, Hello, sir, how can I help? And you're like, yeah. hermit. So they'll take you over to the car if you're, gonna, if you're getting it fixed or if you're you'll look at you one they'll take you over and go look at it and sort and you'll let me see all the words you just said they are about fucking it's got inverse velocipacting mm-hmm. pistons <laughs> and you know not not, 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 not to 60 and 1.1 i'm standing there going it's blue you know yeah. <laughs> what is, that's important that is where is, where is she she knows all this shit right she's mm-hmm. into all this shit Will he address her with any of these points? Will he fuck? Right, to the right, point right. where I've actually said at one point, listen, mate, I'm not going to spend any money with you today. She might. She's really the one you want to talk to. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's just, it's automatic, the bloke. But it goes both ways because my friend Robbie, um, saw Robbie the other day and he was out for a date. Um, and Robbie's in his late 40s, right? So he was out for the date um, with a lady. And Robbie is a vegetarian. Right. And he said, honestly, the amount of women that look at you if you're a straight man who's a vegetarian, like you're, <laughs> like you're a bit funny. Uh, and she's like, oh, you're a vegetarian? Why? Right. Like, you know, what, what weird question. I mean, what do you mm-hmm. mean? He said, well, you know, I just, uh, you know, I've got my views on, on animals. And stuff. Oh, you're an animal rights guy? No, I just don't necessarily want to don't eat want them. To eat them. Um, you know, I'm not. You know, you order what you like. I'm not bothered. And he's like, and it's at this point I know that I might as well just phone the fucking taxi. Because <laughs> I, I am going home before the dessert arrives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the when we bought our first car, um, the the one before this one, it, it was our kind of first new purchase of a, of a car together. And we were, and we, you know, I was by far and away more engaged in that one because, like, we're like, you know, we're researching together and that sort of thing. But again, she's making the money, so it's going to be her. So we had inadvertently played this great game where when we're sitting at the sales desk and the guy is running through numbers and Agatha's not getting the value she wants, I had checked out 
because I was just I was working and I had some emails I need to reply to. I was like, okay, I got to book this show and da 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 da. And they, you know, they they've hit this this roadblock on the pricing. And I just looked up finally and went twenty two thousand or we walk. And then I went <laughs> to my phone and he's like, uh, well, let me go check with my boss. And then uh, you know, ten minutes later, we were banging a gong saying we got a sale. So that was nice. <laughs> God, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, I so right at the beginning. Well, I don't know. Right toward the beginning of the recession, which you know, kids, for the young ones which out one? here, th- this was a thing that happened back in like 2008 when the same people that are destroying <laughs> the economy now destroyed it then. So yeah, yeah. yeah, they just get to keep doing it over and over again. They they just find new ways to do it. That then it was house loans. Now it's car loans. See, it's funny, but um. No, I ended up. I, I went to work, fucking selling cars for like six months because I couldn't fucking get anything else. That was it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they are every bit the racist, xenophobic, jingoist, fucking horrid people that you ever meet. But they all do have a cigarette on them. So <laughs> you know, if you ever forgot yours in the car, you're yeah. good to go. I, I remember the, the the sales manager was one place. His name was Chuck. He's from uh, somewhere outside New Orleans. And he, he was just like fucking stereotype Louisiana. <laughs> you know, this, I mean, the shirt was like three sizes too small. The tie did not reach the belly button. He's walking mm-hmm. around with a, a handkerchief all the time, patting his forehead, you know, got fucking pinky rings on both hands for some reason. And uh, uh, what? <laughs> he's he's <laughs> I know the black black uh, couple in. They were looking to purchase a new car, and mm-hmm. again, you know, and everything's going great. And he comes over and starts in about how he's not going to Jew him out of money. And I was like, "Fuck me, Jesus fucking God, damn it, man!" You got... okay? <laughs> so, yeah, I had to pull him aside after that and have a conversation about why yeah. I didn't feel that was appropriate in two thousand eight. Probably shouldn't be doing that. No. So yeah, that 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 didn't last too long though. That was no. uh, that was a very short stop along the way. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all because I lived out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Oh yeah. Goddamn time. I mean, I was well, that's gonna look way the that's hell gonna out look of on a resume. It's like okay, sir. It says here that your hobbies and interests include uh, cycling, uh, barbecue, and anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking about uh, barbecue, I was having this discussion with uh, one of our younger podders, Ross, the other day because he, I can't remember what he said to annoy me. I've got a very low threshold of being annoyed at the moment, yeah, um, yeah. or you know, since well, since two thousand really. But um, I think, uh, and he mentioned the golf. Now, you guys know my feelings on golf, right? And for mm-hmm. any golf fans who are listening, rather than complain in the comments about what I'm about to say, just go forward about five or six minutes, okay? Because I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna not only insult the sport, I'm gonna get personal. Well, right? harken back to the forthcoming Leslie Nielsen thing. What, what was it? He said. The reason they call it golf is because all the other four-letter words were used, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I just, and it's, it, I think it's like the working class kid in me. So there might well be some class resentment going on here, but golf just, oh, right, hate golf clubs, hate, uh, you know, the the way that people treat it like it's somehow fucking sacred, right? You're walking about a field, hitting a tiny ball with a stick towards a little hole, right? It's pitch and putt but longer, 
Okay, so let let's not pretend that it's something. So Ross says something about the U.S. Masters, right? And he was like, "Oh, you don't like golf?" And I'm like, "Of course I don't like golf. I've had girlfriends. I've I, mm-hmm. I like I like the Velvet Underground, right? I've, I've taken <laughs> loads of drugs. And, you know, of course I don't like golf." And he's like, "No, golf's brilliant." But I went, "Oh, Ross, you're 23, and yet I've never met a man who I know, I know for a fact, by the time you're 40, you're going to be 18 stone, standing in the patio behind a regulation new build with your torn, hatchet-faced cow of a wife inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> your four kids, who I fucking know, will be called Jack, Olivia, Jack, and Jack, are running about at your feet." And you're wearing a fucking apron that says "Hail to the Chef." Yeah. <laughs> and, and to be fair, he goes, "You got all that from the fact I'm watching the golf." I'm like, "I got all that from the fact that you're watching the golf." So now I am going to visit him in 17 years, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'm going to walk up, undoubtedly be asked to take my fucking shoes off as I walk <laughs> into his house, as if his carpet is the Sistine fucking chapel. Right, mm-hmm. and be asked to go through, meet his toothy, irritating children, and then be forced to sit and listen to his stories about how a guy at his work just completed a deal he was this close to. <laughs> it's it's nice that Mark Renton could join us on the podcast. <laughs> I, I, look, growing up working class in Scotland gets you quite spiky. I think it's fair to say. You know what I mean. There are just certain things that if you because see the thing about being a working class Scot, right, is that you are you are and I think actually a working class person worldwide is that you are, are given an enormous fuck that chip on your shoulder, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Are, your embarrassment, your cringe factor is is overdeveloped. So, for instance, certain things. I remember years ago, my wife said to me, "Do you know they've got tennis courts in the the park?" And I was like, "I don't like where this is going, but sure, go for it." And she's like, "I'd like to go down and play tennis." And, Tennis? What's wrong with tennis? I'm like, fucking tennis. We'd look like a pair of dicks. She's like, loads of people play it down there. Mm. I was like, well, on the tennis courts, I'd imagine that, you know, generally that is what they'll do. I wouldn't expect them to be having an open air seance uh, <laughs> on a tennis court. <laughs> but, but sure, let's, let's, you know, let, let. So I went then, and I'm feeling like a fanny anyway, right? Because I've got on the fucking, you know, she'd insisted we buy all the gear. And I'm standing there with my fucking Tim Henry. You got your Slazenger polo mm-hmm. shirt on. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, <laughs> and I hate you. So she does the full sort of throw the ball up in the air and ah, you know that thing, the yeah, yeah the, the serve thing, mm-hmm. and it just whizzes by me. And, the fuck was that? And she's like, "Well, oh, I'm serving. I couldn't even. That was really fast." She's like, oh. she's like, "What do you want me to do?" I said, "Well, hit it to me, and I can hit it back to you." And she went, "Well, that's not the point of the game." I'm like, "Right, listen, Serena." Okay, two fucking, <laughs> we're two fucking beginners here. I said, if you want to spend the day where I hit the ball at you, which I'm fucking tempted to do right now, and you hit it by me, then it's going to be a fairly boring day. So, of course, it just broke down in a haze of anger, regret, and insults. And then you wonder why I got divorced. <laughs> no, I get it. Uh, I have to check out, lads, but uh, lastly, I just want to, yeah, I got I to gotta take off, sadly. Was it, uh, was, it, of... was, it, was it the golf joke? No, 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 no. It's fine. I'm with you on, on golf. Are you kidding me? My, my wife was shocked to discover that I have a bet on the Masters. And she's like, why'd you bet on the Masters? Because like, it gave me 10 free dollars to do so. That's why. <laughs> so easy, easy. let's go Tiger Woods. That's all I'm saying. Um, 
And uh, just lastly, David, uh, it appears that the uh, your friend lives in the Canadian embassy because whenever you come into Canada, you're taking off your shoes. I hate to tell you, bud. I hate to tell you. <laughs> Every American we ever had on the podcast is like, really? I got to do this thing? Yes. What? You're fucking north of the 49th. Get off your dockers. All right. Why? All right. Yeah, my shoes are clean. What do you think? I didn't walk through a field to be here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, unless you're going to Braga, but right. yeah. every so, time, every time I see yeah. a commercial in Canada and people are walking around their house in shoes, go the fucking fake. Uh, <laughs> That's an American commercial. I <laughs> <laughs> right, see you, Todd. Be good. That's quite all amusing right. that, that Todd's bailed out <laughs> as of all of the golf playing listeners uh, <laughs> who are away right now to go and polish their golf bats. Um, oh, they really hate that. See if you call them golf bats. Yeah. Get, it's a no. club. And I'm like, but, but I thought you were a member of a golf club. Yeah, that's a club too. The name of the sport, they, they're not, is it a noun or a verb? You know, they can't figure that part out. So how the fuck? Well, <laughs> that's the thing. It's not a sport. Um, it, no, it's not. It's a game. It's not a sport. It's like snooker or darts. It's not a sport. So the 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 argument that golf people will have is they'll say, well, there's physical exertion in it. Physical exertion is shagging, but they don't put it into the Olympics. Um, well, you have to you have to walk about a lot. Well, what are those little carts for then? If you have to walk about, are they there for the Easter egg hunt that takes place? So what are they go? And then finally, the thing. In a proper sport, you can't win it if you're carrying a serious injury, right? You try playing football with a broken leg, it's unsustainable. Tiger yeah. Woods won a major yeah. with a broken ankle. Yeah. So don't tell me it's a sport, it's a game. Yeah. And it took him five days. He even had to play an extra day and he won. Yeah, with his broken <laughs> leg, right? So you try, honestly, you try going to the football in a cast and playing, right? You will not do very well, right? As much as we love Stephen Davis, man's a genius. He couldn't, you know, play that 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 sort of composed midfield role that we so badly need if he doesn't yeah, have. Well, well, and also like in, in a, effectively the Champions League final, playing extra time and then doing penalties, but you take every kick and have with to make cast. every save. Yeah, <laughs> with, with, with a cast, right? So <laughs> it's a game. It's a highly skilled game, but it's like bridge or snooker or any of the other distraction game things. It's not a sport. Yeah, there is good news for rich assholes who probably like golf. Uh, yeah, at least from our end. So while we saw popped up while we started here, that Boris and uh, his little buddy, the uh, offshore bank account friend, there are going to get fined for hosting oh. parties during COVID. Ooh, sure. Uh, I'm sure. You know, even though that's a resignation level event, no, that obviously will not happen. But <laughs> these days, you know, no, nobody cares. No. Nobody cares. It's uh, uh, a couple of months ago that when it was at its height, maybe. But yeah, people move on. So. People's people's attention move on. Um, yeah. It's like my my next rant is about my uh, electricity bill. You you may have heard over here. I don't know how bad it is over there. Um, the you know, everything's gone up. Well, I don't know. You know, they they call it inflation. I call it padding profits. But whatever. Mm, yeah. You know. <laughs> well. Six over and one here. half thousand dollars out of my wallet doesn't matter. Yeah. They're going to get it either way. So. Well, over here, um, uh, the, the gas and electricity prices have, have gone nuts. Yeah. You know, completely crazy. So, um, got an email from my supplier, Scottish Power, uh, and they sent in and say, "Hi, your tariff ends at the end of April," which is fine. No, that's when it ends. 
Um, you're currently paying £229 per month and your account is £300 in credit. After the winter, right, my account yeah. is in credit. Yeah. So they are, that should tell you how much gas and electricity I use yeah. and yeah. how it's been doing. So I'm expecting a rise. I actually expected it to double, right? See, to be honest, I expected it to double. I was expecting it to be about 458. And instead they said, we are pleased to offer you the following rate, £925 per month. Fucking hell. Eleven and a half grand a year on gas and electricity. So I was like, well, I'll crack the job. People who might not believe me that ah, you're just exaggerating, David, go to my Twitter feed. It's there. I took a, a, a screenshot of it. It's there. 925 per month. I was like, I wait a fuck, right? So I'm just going to go with a, I'll pay for what I use. Thanks. At whatever rate it is, because there's a cap. Um, yeah. yeah. Who the fuck? What household has got 11 grand to spend on gas and electricity? And the thing is, right, all joking aside, it come to me and Sal, and we're like, fuck them, right? Imagine that was, yeah, imagine it was an old guy or or somebody with, like, you know, a really stressful job. Know, well, yeah, kids. I mean, if you're on, like, a fixed Shit. income benefit or whatever the hell, you know, Jesus it's Christ. Like, yeah, I mean, people would be terrified. Well, and... I mean, our, our gas, you know, went from, I mean, it basically trebled in the rate from last year to this year. Not Again, I had no idea why. I, I'm not familiar with, you know. Seems like they're producing more natural gas than ever, but that you know that's just me. Uh, uh, Russian pipeline <laughs> over here is for yeah. Well, no, up. yeah, but the, the, this started in uh, you know like October no, last, before well, yeah, the Russians started. Basically. No, well, yeah, well, that started in 2014, but um, no, but fucking uh, yeah, we we got the gas bill in December. It was like three hundred and twelve dollars or something i was like that seems like it's a lot higher than it was this time last year and it's been much warmer this year you know so yeah i had to go back through and dig it up and of course last year in december the gas bill was about 100 bucks and then they, they send us a notification uh right right as of course we're coming into april when it's starting to warm up Hmm. That the gas price, uh, you know, the per rate or whatever, however they measure it, whatever bullshit way they measure how I use it, will hmm. be going back down to a more normal 2020 esque rate. It's like, oh, cool. So right, right when I don't use the gas at all, it's going to go back down. That's awesome. Thank you for all your. Well, that's great that's always work. a trick, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's always. Uh, uh, when you least sort of require, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be going around the house now because my wife is one of those people who, when she goes into a room, she has to do one of the two following: she has to turn the light on and open every cupboard door in it. Right? <laughs> Whether or not she wants anything out of that cupboard or not, she just as she passes, she has to do that and she has to turn the light on. So I've been gently trying to remind her of turn the fucking light off, you stupid cow. <laughs> yeah, gently just trying to encourage her. Yeah. To be more environmentally friendly. Why is the fucking door open? You know that kind of thing. Very, very Watson-esque behavioral remodeling there. You know. Yeah, I, I just yeah. think I just think you know a little bit of of behavior modification, if you will. <laughs> right? Just, Why the fuck is this happened? So um, I think we need to to do that. We've also been trying to train Tilly. Um, those of you who have followed Tilly's journey with me here on <laughs> the Crow Pod, my my little puppy. Um, Boston Terrier, and she's she's. I, I'm I'm honestly convinced that underneath her her ears there are three sexes, right? She is, <laughs> you know, she is she is Rosemary's baby. She is pure evil. Um, but we've been trying to train her because she's got this habit of if she goes up to the back door and she thinks it's a bit too cold or wet, she just goes and 
has a piss in the house, right? And mm. that's obviously not good. No. So we've been doing the patient thing, going out, she does a pee, she gets a treat, we go back in, right? So the other night, she goes up to the door and she sees it, and I go, come on, tell her you know better. And she goes, okay. And she heads out the door, and I'm looking in the back garden for her. Doesn't, don't see her, don't see her, don't see her. So I kind of go back and I look at the door. She's sitting on the step and under the shade. She waits <laughs> about, you know, a minute. Then she comes back in, asks for a treat. Um, and I was like, you didn't pee? And she, no, no, I peed, I peed. No, so I, her, I was outside. Come on. Give her a treat. And she walks through and does a piss right in front of me while looking at me just to say, hi, you dick. I got, I got the treat and I did a piss in the house just because I can. So it's not so much she's, she's you know, I'm training her, she's training me to do yeah. something after her. I mean, that's that's 90% on the dog. So, yeah, you know. that's true. But thankfully, mine's reasonable. Although, for some, I don't know why. All of a sudden, you know, she was outside and like you, she's pretty quick. You know, she... Goes out, does her business, comes right back. You know, she might stop to like sniff the fence line or something yeah. like that. But typically, you know, especially at night, she just doesn't like being out there by herself, which is, I think, sweet. Who does? Yeah, exactly. But I went out there and I found her eating poo. And I oh, was no. very, very disappointed with it. And now she's looking at me. With mm. sad eyes, because she knows I'm talking about. Her. <laughs> that's, that's it. I, I, and it only um, it, Maya did it once, and my reaction was exactly the same as yours. Is like I'm not angry; I'm just disappointed. Yeah. And she never did it again. So you know, I think that now she's seen that it annoys you. She won't bother with it in the future. Yeah, that's hopefully. Um, you can get stuff for it, by you get like um, like a supplement that means. Ah, that I just I just need to get out there. Cleaned up. I no, start, that, I start mowing that, anyway. That so. helps too. Yeah. Oh, but... okay, okay. So I don't clean up the poo, right? It's her job and the kids' job. It's not my job, right? Well, I, I do everything else in the lawn. I mow. I do all the weed. You know, like that, that's all me, right? That's my part. They just have to clean up the poo. Very impressive. So, yeah. Well, the other day I was out. Like, there's a hedgerow between our house and the neighbors. Even even though it's their hedge, they've never taken care of it. So, you know, I'm out doing that because I got to look at this fucking thing. And, uh, you know, I want it to look decent. Cool. And I'm saying I'm looking around. I was like, what in the fuck? And finally, you know, she came out. So I was like, has anyone cleaned up dog shit since like fucking November? <laughs> like there's, the whole front lawn is covered in. So she goes and gets one bag, you know, like one nope. standard grocery no, bag. Not, like, there's no way up. in fuck you are getting <laughs> Do I go? You can go. Listen, folks, our new super duper um, recording equipment, which has been absolutely fine for everyone. And as you guys might have noticed across the hand site, has been uh, a lot better and a lot of improvement on it. And of course, the first time, the only time so far it's fucked up is this show. Because, of course. (laughs) Because, of course. Oh. 
So I, I, every time we introduce new and better technology to the crow, everything just gets much, much, much worse. I think we are like one of those bands, you know, one of those really cool bands that are supposed to just record on analog and put our records out on vinyl. This is, so we're basically the Steely Dan of... of yeah, yeah, that's it. Neil yes. Young, Steely Dan of, <laughs> of Rangers podcast. That's who we are. <laughs> we like what we like, damn it, and it works. Right, you were just telling us about how you had been completely, completely done in by people not doing their job in the in the home workplace. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, so anyway, uh, yeah, as, as I, she went out to, to clean up the, uh, the, the pool with only one grocery bag. Um, and again, this is all winter's worth of dog poo. That have been resting out in the yard for, for months at this time, obviously. And uh, this is the other thing, too. Like, I don't understand why you... It's easy when it's in the snow because you can see it, but it's also, like, frozen in the nice little solid dog poo situations, right? <laughs> you wait until the spring, and it's just this muddy, mushy, porridge-looking nonsense just spread throughout the grass at that point. And it's like, oh, God. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I need to get out there though, because the front lawn. Well, I mean, you you know how my yard's set up. It's very, like, only the front is the part that people see, you know. Yeah. And then the back has all the weird tears in it and everything. It's just, it's there's no point to it anymore because it's pretty much a, a vegetable garden and a fire pit. You know, that's it. Mm-hmm. But my front lawn is all like forty feet by forty feet. But I like it to look fucking pristine because it's on the streets and this is America and you're you're supposed to spend way more time on grass than you do with anyone in your family, right? <laughs> well, that's, is- <laughs> that's probably the most apt thing I've ever heard about you. <laughs> For so- many, many, many reasons and many, many utilizations of the word grass. <laughs> I think, uh, but yeah, it's true. Whenever I think you think America, you classic Americana, you think picket fence, neat lawns. It's yep. kind of yeah, it's true. No, it's so just, I, well, I, I gotta get out there because well, and then toward the end of last year, for some reason, the dogs pee started doing that thing where it was killing the grass and all that. So yeah, we, we, we got yeah. the things to fix. There, there, there's like rocks that you put in their water or something. Yeah. I don't know. Supposedly it works, so we'll see. But I gotta get out there and fertilize and like i kind of want to get a roller but that seems too extreme even for me so i've always wanted one of those lawnmowers that you set on you know like a little tractor lawnmower they but again unjustifiable for the size of garden no i mean in my lawn yeah you know obviously like when i lived (laughs) down south and had six acres to take care of (laughs) yes i i definitely had a riding lawnmower back then now i did not as important. I just have a vision of you in a porch in a white suit with a white cowboy hat, sipping a mint julep. Bullet tie. <laughs> Bullet tie sitting there. A gentleman saying, no, no. Time to get you to that damn dump ball, young dude. Her name would be something like Sally May or something, wouldn't it? It's always a... <laughs> Similarly, we, we were talking about this about the great American pastime, which is, of course, having a, a shot at the president. Yeah. And it was all, it was, you know, always the, they always have three names, don't they? You know, Lee yeah, Harvey Oswald, John Wayne Gacy, uh, or he was a serial well, killer. He was but, a serial killer, but same uh, idea. Same idea. <laughs> who, who was the guy that shot uh, Martin Luther King? He, he was a three namer as well. Oh, James uh, Earl Ray. Uh, Ray uh, James Earl James, Ray. James Earl Ray, yeah. yeah. So There's always the three names uh, yeah. are involved in the in the presidential, but John Wilkes Booth. 
of course. Yep. Um, so See, I, you, I don't, is that a function of them trying to identify the person if they need to keep? Because it, it's like with Hinkley, because this is how, okay. We'll get to this part. But yeah. with Hinkley, it's it's not people don't call him John Warnock Hinkley Jr. It's just John Hinkley Jr. You know, part, well, um, this is going to be boring, but it is true. Um, it's part of for a nation that doesn't have an awful lot of history yet, because you know we we joke about it, but America is well, you know, all apologies to Native American historians, but the modern history of America is you know, about three hundred years now. Yeah. Really right, um, so that's why you get like we over here can't understand why you have so many juniors and the thuds, and it's part of trying to establish roots and trying to yeah. establish we have been here for you know in the way that over here people can say well my family's lived in here for like six eight generations, um, but over there it is so yeah and part of that second name or two name cultures is because your dad might be called something else so you might be john johnston um and he's or he's john johnston and you might be john johnson jr john johnson the third and then john wayne johnston you know just to just try and keep the continuity but do the separation but the the fourth in that list stop shooting people mate you know, just just because you've got that extra that extra name, it does, you're not committed to it. You don't have to have a shot at someone famous. Oh well, we've we've got a we've got a mass shooting in Brooklyn right now, also. So oh, for fuck's sake, you know, yeah. just uh, yeah. just another day. As the but, Onion said, there's no way to stop this. Says only nation on earth where this happens regularly. Yeah. No, well, I, I, I actually had found a Florida man thing and I lost it in the shuffle here. But the, the gist of it was three teenagers had um, acquired, I'm sure completely legally, <laughs> some type of uh, body armor, you know, a little bulletproof vest type device, um, and uh, decided to use it to, uh, to, to, to shoot at each other while they were wearing it. Now, <laughs> the thing, you know, some listeners may not be aware of this, but... They're only really good once because the way like Kevlar and everything works, once it's deformed, it's not really as bulletproof anymore, right? You might be able to take two quick shots, but typically once you've been hit, that piece of like that panel of the body armor is useless, right? Degenerate. Yeah. Jesus Christ, guys. Oh my God. Todd's back. (laughs) You didn't back. <laughs> All I know is that I left and then I come back and it's like that cut scene of Alan Partridge describing how to take down a terrorist to an old woman. <laughs> well, no, sorry. Yeah. So they, they, these three teenagers in Florida were fucking with body armor and decided to shoot each other. And, uh, well, of Oof. course, the second one to receive the shot is dead because, yeah. yeah, again, don't. That's not what it's made to do. It's not like a fucking tank. You know, you can't hit it multiple times. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, for the common sense thing of uh, if you are a manufacturer of uh, these these jackets, right? These, these body armor. If they were, if they last forever, how are you ever going to sell new products? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're going to sell one to to each person, and then that's you out of business. So of course yeah. they're going to be. Yeah. You know, it's kind of it's like Apple, right? You know, why does your phone fuck up after two years? So you need to buy mm-hmm. another one. They're not stupid. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I say they, they they keep the market going, but uh, that that is a remarkable issue. That's a Darwin Award contender. Oh show, yeah, right? no, that's that's right up in there. It's uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, we we had a murder here early. Well, because right before me, we were all getting on. Um, so I wanted to let the dog out, 
I was saying outside, and of course, you know, the, the morning event of uh, holy shit, that sounds like 38 police sirens all going in one direction. So, mm-hmm. yep, another another banner morning for, <laughs> for the USA. <laughs> well, right. I can't I can't quite slag you, given as you mentioned earlier, you know, we are uh, that our governing party are currently being fined for breaking the law that they actually wrote into the statute. Book. Yeah. So, you know, right. you can't. Well, you have to see if it works. Well, you got to uh, test it. Well, you know me, guys. I'm a great believer in the maxim that you've got to sin to be saved. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Well, fuck it. So Todd's back. Hi. Yay. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> well, I saw the message just to, to bring people in behind the scenes. This yes. is behind the microphones. Yeah. Um, I, I took I took on this meeting, which I was told was going to be an hour. And then after 10 minutes and someone showing up going, yeah, we're fine. Okay, we're done. God damn it. Um, I just saw this this message trickling in our feed, going, "Shane, we lost you." I went, "Oh fuck, I better get down here quick." So, <laughs> I was yeah, I was saying earlier that this is the thing that this brilliant new technology that we're using that's been wonderful, that's really raised levels across the site. The one show so far that it's fucked up on would, of course, be the Crowpod. Yeah, of course it would. <laughs> went, yeah. went without. We're going back. Yeah. We're going back next week, lads, to the tin cans and string that we've used so successfully. <laughs> beautiful skype's point. never failed us once come on <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, so the, the, the other great news out of brooklyn and then david yes. was kind of leading us toward that john hinckley jr the aforementioned mm-hmm. john hinckley jr who tried to kill ronald reagan and sadly mm-hmm. failed uh yep. has been booked to play a concert in brooklyn this uh this summer so, what does he play? What's his instrument of choice uh, other he's, than he's uh, a guitarist? Uh, he's a guitarist and uh, oh, yeah, little, little, little okay. vocalist, you know. He's uh, yeah. John Hinckley Jr. in the Straight Shooters. Ah. Hey. <laughs> See, but well, that's uh, the problem. He, he wasn't. Got a, yeah, they, they've got. A, I think there's a track record of that. I remember Charles Manson's demo tapes were, were kicking about right. Hollywood for a number of years. Kind of Beach Boys. I think one of the Beach Boys, Dennis the Mad One, was actually. Yeah, helped him on he, yeah, yeah. he played on it. So uh, there's, there's a track record for this. Second careers for attempted murderers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Charles Manson's yeah. successful murderers. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't actually kill anybody. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah. the, the, OJ's an author. Yeah. OJ's yeah. an author, yeah. Um, and was, was lecturing Will Smith, I, I saw, about <laughs> his, his behavior. Now, I mean, if I'm Will Smith, I know I've done wrong, right? And I'll hold my hands up. And I know... That I've I've stepped out of line and I'll take my punishment, but I'm going to tell that guy to fuck off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I'll, I'll I'll take it take it from most commentators, but you know when OJ Simpson comes around and goes, and you 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 want to ever fucking think about what you did, then I I think at that point I just gonna be like no. Oh fuck! Well, yeah. Since Todd's back, let's do let's get the questions. Yay! Uh see, so our good buddy Ian Hendry. Hmm. Is there more chance we improve our recent dismal record at Hamden this week, or does Shane go a week without injuring himself? Ooh. Oh, I did have a ladder fall on me Sunday at work because somebody decided that the place to put a ladder is behind the door. Uh It's not where they go. (laughs) Famously, in fact, that's not where they go. (laughs) <laughs> no. So of course, like right as uh, the, the hockey game was going down the street, and right as we're getting very busy 
for that. Mm-hmm. I walked into one of these storerooms to get something, and yeah, and it landed yeah. like took all the fucking skin off on my leg, like right, but and then hit the ball of my mm-hmm. ankle, so then my foot was just fucking numb for like Good. minutes. <laughs> Was, oh god i was so pissed off and I, I knew who put the ladder there so instantly i'm like texting him, like you dumb motherfucker i am going to kill you Jesus. i am going to murder you when i see you i i look forward to uh to like if if shane successfully can navigate his way down to vegas or wherever we next meet he's like those are nice shoes no they're two bear traps i don't yeah. know how that happens no. yeah as he's standing there with his as you say like the rat he's standing there with like fingers all have a mouse trap on them he's like yeah i don't know i, 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 I was just walking along and I don't directions know. unclear dick cotton ceiling fan yeah. that's <laughs> Ow, 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 ow. Me and Todd are heading to that range in Vegas where you can fire an Uzi, and Shane goes, why didn't you ask me? Lots of reasons. <laughs> how did they all go into his foot? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how quickly, I mean, you know how quickly an Uzi fires, but when you see it, it's, mm-hmm. it just takes your breath, or in his case, his foot away. Yeah. What's a what 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 weapon if 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 we went to a range and they had the full range of of weaponry? What would you select? Oh, um, do you get those things for taking down tanks? Oh, like one of those uh, shoulder yeah uh, uh, bazookas. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't mind a go in them. Um, I think yeah, I'm I'm Scottish. I'd be happy with just like a normal gun because yeah. you know we 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 tend to think of guns as being quite special mm-hmm. deadly and, and, and dangerous, deadly and dangerous yeah. objects yeah so there's a yeah. we, we have a certain respect and mystery for them which mm-hmm. you sell them in supermarkets so it's slightly different right. aspects to it so yeah you know <laughs> your, your average yank probably does need uh an uzi mm-hmm. or a submachine gun or something like that to interest them whereas i, I think oh, yeah. you know common garden gun i'd be yeah. mm-hmm. weirdly yeah. they, they were like a nice bolt action 30-06 yeah be a, a, a winchester a winchester yeah. Yeah. So, yeah here's the thing i got friends that have rifles in this neighborhood so and flags because it's a huge and flags well <laughs> not necessarily a friend uh more of a more of a resident well, my, that i'm aware of i guarantee you've got a gun <laughs> oh i have i have an up for you i have an update for you uh the flag stick is out yes Yay! And uh, it's it's a it's a repeat. It's an oldie but a goodie. Texas uh, state flag. Yes. Happen away. Yeah. Uh, don't forget the Texas state flag. That one star is a rating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I'm I'm kind of with David. I would just a, a Glock. I think would be would be mine. So it's like just a nine a nice millimeter. Little, nine nine millimeter. Just you know, just have uh, uh just have a have a go with that I mean, because I, all my I, heroes I use them. I mean, like we've got a little. BB gun here at the house. I can't think of the last time I shot like an actual gun gun. It's been a right, right. I don't know. Well, it's well, like my parents live out in the country, so sometimes mm-hmm. you know we used to go down there and just like shoot trap out in the uh, backyard mm-hmm. or something. But you know, I've got a vision like a twelve gauge. I've got a vision of an old guy going, my precious antique cans. Uh, <laughs> Weirdly, right? Because I'm fucking useless at everything, as you know, right? Uh, like I'm just genuinely handless, right? I have the hand-eye coordination of a of a drunken child. And um, so we went to one of these kind of 
you know, like spa hotel in the country with all the, you know, stuff yeah. you can do yeah, yeah. And, and everything. Mm-hmm. We did the, the Segway tour, you know, when you basically ride about on one of them. It was fun. And then Sally said, they've got a shooting range. And I was about, you know, not being a dick, right? But I was about shooting, really. She's like, oh, come on, it's harmless. It's not any. I said, right, okay. So we go down. And uh, the woman does the thing. And she comes back. She goes, oh, you've done this before? I said, no, the first time. And she shows me it. And it's all, you know, bunched around the bullseye. She went, well, let me take it a bit further away. Fair enough. All bunched around the bullseye. And she's like, you're a natural at this. And I'm like, fantastic. Finally, at the age of 43, <laughs> I find out I have a skill that I cannot fucking use in any You, you could have been place. retired SAS mm-hmm. at this point, living off well, a great that's the th- the only, if, if they send me to a war zone with Wi-Fi, I could be a sniper because I could just sit and, you know, like read a book. No, up, be, you, 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 way too much noise, way too much shit. That's you, the you, thing, you'd yeah. be dead in a second. I, well, that, mm-hmm. that's it. But if they, if they can just get me there to snipe at the moment that it, because I get bored otherwise, right? And I would miss <laughs> the shot. Um, but uh, no, as it turns out, I am pretty fucking deadly. I've done it a couple of times since, and and yeah, I'm I'm really good at shooting things. But as I say, it's typical me to to find that I have a skill that I have absolutely no use for whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, speaking of flags, a couple of guys want to know. Of course, Jordan Spears, a good buddy, and uh, Gavin Reddick here. Now that the Green Brigade are insisting on tricolors on Sunday, this most mm-hmm. cringeworthy thing, uh, mm-hmm. has Todd successfully established hateflags.ie? Yeah, it's already taken. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> they have it, yeah. What I loved about they that have. was, first of all, right, um, as you, there are a few supports who think themselves more worthy than the Celtic support, right? They really do mm-hmm. believe there's a piety about them that's oh, yeah. matched, right? Yeah. Uh, and in the middle of an actual fucking war, they yeah. described mm-hmm. going to a game of football as a war, which is just one of the yeah. most incredibly tone-deaf and disrespectful things you can do when there are people literally dying at the moment and you're uh, trying well, to... But, you that's know, kind of their whole shtick. Is yeah, it's... it's disrespect. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. But, but then again, the other thing about it was, is on you know, on Sunday we will be there under the flag of war and you're like but obviously if the other side sings some songs you don't like you'll run to the police yeah, yeah exactly flag yeah, of yeah, war yeah. and all that yeah very good lad yeah. yeah one one thing that I did like out of the uh the old firm matches like when you saw this this uh tricolor flag with all the rips and tears in it and I was like you couldn't find a yeah, new one that was <laughs> you know, I know well, you, is this is this the smelly version of Les Mis <laughs> um I mean, uh, you know, it's either a pitch-stained flag or a pitch-stained bed sheet. So I guess, yep, you yep, know, yep. Uh, at, at least we can be reasonably assured that they didn't sleep in the flag last night. I mean, <laughs> can we? Can we really? I, I don't I mean, they wrap yeah. themselves in at every fucking chance they get. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Can we really? That's uh, my take. But no, I was, I was the same. Right at the start of the match was one of the first things I noticed. It's like, seriously, you would. Get that flag out in the morning, go into the game and go, shit, it's got a huge hole in it. I'm not going to take this. Well, you yeah. or I would. They wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve West knows, Lander more injury prone than me. I, I, we're pretty goddamn <laughs> close, I think. Here's the thing. When I hear you've hurt yourself, I find it funny. When I see he's hurt himself, I find it sad. That's the fundamental <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Right, shame and Picture him walking into the A and E. That was yep. just that's oh. that's Mel Brooks describing comedy versus tragedy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and today Rob, one of our podcasters, he's like, "Hi, I'm in the hospital. What have you done?" He's like, "I've torn my ACL." 
Um, so we've had to postpone a, a recording later. And again, you're like, how did you do it? And he's like, oh, and I was like, does it hurt? And he's like, yeah. I was like, good, right? Because it's funny when someone you know hurts themselves <laughs> in a non-life-threatening way. It is, okay? It's funny to know he's going to spend the next five or li- I mean, this is live as we're talking. He's going to spend the next five or six hours in the hospital uh, getting treatment. I like that, right? But then you see Philip Helland on crutches in your heart. <sighs> <laughs> Um, James wants to know, David, now you're spending mm. a grand a month for your lucky. Do we start seeing the uh, famous kit collection up for sale? No, I'm just going to be wearing all of it at once. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm finally going to get my money's worth. Now these fuckers are uh, £925. I mean, somebody said to me, it's like, how, how big's your house? And look, you know, not being a wank, it's, it's quite big, okay? It's, you know, six bedroom two floors or the rest of it but we only have heating on in three rooms so you know right. it's not like, right because the rooms that we never go into the box rooms or the spare rooms then the, the radiators are turned off because why waste mm-hmm. the, yeah. the energy and the electricity but um yeah i've, I've bought a slang kit because you mm-hmm. remember a couple of weeks ago, my heating was, was broken. Yes. Uh, right. Another fucking reason. You've got the cheek to hit me with 925 quid a month when you couldn't even have it fucking working. Anyway. Um, right. So I've, I don't know if you've seen these. These uh, are blankets with sleeves. Right. And honest to God, people are gonna people I know are going to say things like man on the moon or a mobile mm-hmm. phone that can connect you any place in the world with someone anywhere else in the world. And yeah, these are all impressive inventions. But a blanket with sleeves in it, guys. <laughs> it will change your life, I promise you. Like even when I'm too hot, I'm glad I'm not taking my slanket off. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care. I'll just I'll be too hot because it's just the best thing ever. So if and I can I can actually physically see some of our audience right now going blanket with sleeves and, mm-hmm. and heading as they're listening onto their phones to amazon so go search for a slang kit it's a blanket with an se what they did there it's quite clever um and you'll be able to 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 experience the the level of comfort that, so, that this I reminds do. me of the, the what was the bob mortimer um was that jabble top yes mm-hmm. <laughs> oh here is a clip that I need you to watch, Todd. Have you ever seen the legendary clip of Vic and Bob at Just for Laughs? Vic and Bob at Just for Laughs. No. Yes. It's the er- yeah, you see, you know what I mean. Yes. It's the early nineties, right? Yeah. Um, and Vic and Bob, huge at the time, and huge. They've always been huge in Britain ever since they arrived. But at the time, you know, cool, trendy, student favourites, and they go to Just for Laughs, right? And mm-hmm. it's in that that you remember the way Just for Laughs looked in the nineties, where it had those kind of coffee shop patterns on the walls and everything, and the the graphics with the little mm-hmm. yeah, all of that, right? So some Canadian bloke introduces them and on come Vic and Bob and they get the polite applause and they start singing their song which is I've got my lucky brown carpet and they, the two of them are carrying what can only be described as a very large rolled up carpet okay. and Bob's going I've got my lucky brown carpet I got it at the market it cuts to the crowd who do not have a fucking clue what is going on right they have zero idea so then at one point Bob starts doing a kind of you know like gunning face version you know the rock and roll clap of yeah, yeah, yeah. Your head, right? And the mm. crowd 
grab onto that like a drowning man because they're like yes something we understand that we recognize so they start clapping they're not laughing either right but they think it must be some weird rock and roll band that's going it is hilarious and um i remember seeing bob interviewed about it years later and the guy said to him, he's like, he says, I can't, I can't stop laughing every time I see it. He says, well, I'm glad someone did because nobody in that room did. <laughs> he, says, he, goes, he said, we were on for 20 minutes. And he says, and I remember at one point, he says, they did a go. He goes, it's about this type of the night that we like to stick a, a, a caramel uh, a, a caramel cake under a snake and he puts a caramel cake under a toy snake. And right. somebody in the audience shouted at him, is this what passes for comedy, eh? <laughs> it's on youtube go and watch it I, I have it i have it queued up it's magnificent. i have they it queued up. absolutely die on their arse and it just makes it funnier right um there is a, a comic and i'm blanking on his name right now um uh he's a he's a stand-up comic and a, a director he was on my podcast ages ago and he did this thing with christian shawl who uh christian shawl you would know as the uh stan of the flight of the concords oh yes. yeah what's it yeah yeah, yeah. okay so um much similar to this there uh they did a bit called christian uh christian uh, stall is a horse <laughs> and all it was was uh this guy and again i apologize i, I i'm so horrible I, I i can't remember this guy's name but he stands out there and while Kristen shawl is galloping around the stage he goes Kristen shawl is a horse Kristen shawl is a horse Kristen shawl Kristen shawl Kristen shawl is a horse Kristen shawl is a horse christian that goes on for five minutes uh, yeah. It's the most wonderful piece of comedy I've ever seen in my life. I, it's, I love that kind of guys that are brave enough to do that. To do it. It's the Andy Kaufman thing, isn't it? Of, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this might not necessarily be funny, but I'm going to do it anyway, right? And and see what... Yes. And it just makes it all the fun. Stuart Lee's the absolute master of it, of taking a joke and taking it too far. Yeah. And then taking yes. it too far that it's not funny, and then taking it further. And, and, that, and then burying it, pissing on it, lighting it and, on fire. And then, and then <laughs> somehow right. he, he comes around and he takes he pushes it through into being the funny. He has a routine about a place in um, uh, where he's going to, to a town called Shellbottle, right? Right. And he says, and every time I go there, he says, I'm driving, it says 15 miles to Shellbottle, and somebody's changed it. <laughs> to shit bottle yeah he said and then i drive 14 miles to shell bottle and someone's changed it to shit bottle and he goes uh-huh. all the way from 15 it takes about 10 minutes by about seven miles you just mm-hmm. you're losing the plot right you just want right. him to shut the fuck up and move <laughs> on yeah. by the time he gets to three you're laughing again and by the time he gets to one you absolutely collapse but it takes some amount of yeah. balls to go out and yeah, yeah, do yeah. that to an audience where you know mm-hmm. you, you want the laugh you're going to be five minutes between a laugh mm-hmm. and the next one but it's it's going to be worth it yeah, uh, it's Michael Showalter. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's who it is, oh, Michael yeah. Showalter. Okay. Um, yeah. But I, I, uh, I like a comedian. As I say, when I see Stuart Lee, and he he told the joke at the start that didn't get much laughter, and he went, "There are jokes in this show, but you're going to have to work a bit harder." And I, <laughs> I was like, "How can 
you uh, not love someone who's that's he's actually like you know it's not me it's you <laughs> you're the audience you know speaking of people who hate their audience uh neil buchanan yeah. wants to know after brazier's latest it fuck up with the ticket office and no debit and no credit card option to pay for his season ticket renewal should the ticket office now accept ginger bottles yes i'm not sure that they can count those to be fair you, you <laughs> have to understand this right and i'm just going to let you all in on the secret and it, i mean because the ticket office annoy me too right people think oh well you must not know trust me guys i have a season ticket that took me 20 minutes to pay for i have to buy away tickets and it's like you know, fucking honestly, it was easier to get into Tutankhamun's tomb than it is to on the Rangers site find your your website. But here's the thing that people need to bear in mind: the ticket office is its own institution, right? Mm-hmm. And it runs for its own benefit. It does things that it finds easier, not what you as a customer find easier. Yeah. Because unlike most other businesses, and uniquely, they know you will keep using them. And we can all complain and we can talk. Trust me, see if you complain to, to the Rangers board or you know executive team, they'll agree with you, but they can't change it. It's like the yeah. fucking council. These people have been there for years. They will be there till they die and nobody can change them or move them on because after a while, they know you are going to renew. You are going to buy an away ticket. And if you don't, if you do finally snap someone else will now we can debate whether or not this is right clearly isn't we can debate whether or not this can be changed fair enough but that is the reality the ticket (laughs) office do not care that you are um that you're struggling with it they don't and 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 they know and i mean i'm i'm as bad as anybody else i'm sitting there yesterday going fucking damn every year i go through this and there's the thing in a nutshell. Every year well, I go it, through this. It is funny, right. too. They find new ways. It's Because it's, 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 last year it was, they sent out an email with a link, um, right? But then you weren't supposed to use that link. You were supposed to use a different link somewhere way the fuck down at the bottom of the link. Yeah. Like in really, really tiny. If you use the initial one. Then you had to wait to get your debit back. And that could take, you know, anywhere from, I don't know, three to 400 days. And, yeah. uh, yeah. So it's like, it's, I, you know, it's, it's, it's comical. The outside, well, no, with the store, we have the same, because Castor is a fucking train wreck. But, yeah. but similarly, like Rangers TV, Todd, I don't know about you, but I have like 23 different Rangers TV accounts now. I have no idea um, which one's going to work on a given day, but okay, eventually so one I, does. <laughs> I don't know how I got lucky um, because for whatever reason, we like some of the members of the club, because of COVID, they've they've still extended sort of like the if you can't make it to the club, which a lot of people can't yeah. because you know, they're, they're immunocompromised or whatever, um, we're still able to watch from home. Right. And for whatever reason, some, some of their accounts expired or something like that. Now, I did find that there were times when I had to log in, go to Rangers TV, go to my personal account, and then go back to Rangers TV to to have it activate and everything be fine. So they don't tell you that, and I sort of just found it out by accident. But yeah, like it's it appears to be like for me, it's it's working, hmm. and that's all I that's all I can say. I understand there's a lot of people out there for whom it is not. Yeah, and so uh, all of those things need you, to be addressed. You know that, the same as. You know the problem. Like, Do you know that the, used- genuinely the problem, talk and, and listeners, is mm. clubs massively understaffed, massively yeah. understaffed. Yeah. But 
this is the the problem that we have. We go, well, hire more people. Okay, they hire more people. That means less players, less money spent on the first team squad. And right. then we all go, well, don't do that. Um, you know, you, you've got yeah. to you, you've got to spend all the money you can on that. Right. Okay. And this is the the balancing trick. Um, that I mean, Rangers should have easy another twenty percent, twenty five percent of the staff that it, mm-hmm. that it has. Yeah. Um, and that's why when people kind of get stuck into staff, they go, "Oh, you always defend them," because I know how hard they work. Right. I mean, yeah, these yeah, guys yeah. work, you know, eighteen hour days, six days a week, uh, and usually get called in on their day off as well. Mm-hmm. And they do it because mm-hmm. most of them genuinely love the club. Um, but that's that's the point. But we we want the money spent on the playing field and that is always going to be the difficulty that's why i look at english clubs and when they fuck up i'm like how can you be fucking up you get more money than god yeah i I don't know the 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 last rtv fuck up was like self-imposed because you know it was like when we changed providers in the middle of the goddamn season and then never really solved any of the problems that were going on with it was nice though because obviously it was during covid so all of you got to experience firsthand just how much of a clusterfuck Rangers TV can possibly be. So because mm-hmm. I know people yeah. have heard me for years. talk. And, and of course, I, I, whatever. They get my money either way. You know, doesn't matter. So it's like you're talking about the ticket office, David. They know they're going to get it. So it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. But yeah, yeah, no. It's, the area it's, where it's, I think it's, it's different, incidentally, is um, merch. Because those mm-hmm. aren't guaranteed purchases. Yeah, you probably will buy a home top regardless, right? right. Fair enough. Yeah. But all the other stuff is available. That needs to be better. Because I look, yeah. I don't agree with it, but I can understand that you're going to buy a season ticket. You're going to buy yeah. an away mm-hmm. ticket. I get that, right? But you're not automatically going to buy a tracksuit top, are you? Right. You know, you, no. you know, If you go no. in and you have a bad experience there, you're probably not going to go back for it. You're not desperate the way you are for your, mm-hmm. your season ticket or whatever so for me that would be the the first area it's like you've got to get that right because that is leaving money on the table um i i maintain that the ticket website is leaving money on the table um i, I think it should be made it you know three clicks and you're done because it's possible mm-hmm. trust me if i buy concert tickets three clicks and i'm done yeah it, yeah. it is possible. i used yeah. I used to work for a ticketing company, a ticketing software company, and they were trying to break into the UK market. And I was like, um, guys, this better work. <laughs> and uh, because they, they were um, uh, also, they were uh, partners with the Jays at the time uh, before right. Ticketmaster swooped in. And uh, they had pain points, but it was still okay. It was fine. Yeah. Um, fine is not enough for no, football. No, fans. and it's, it's like, well, it, it's, It'd be less frustrating if there wasn't like this shit works in, in across multiple platforms and different types of music, concert, sport, fucking whatever. Like th- you, this stuff works all over. There, there are ready-made, ready-planned systems that you just go that that does it. Let's just do that. Mm-hmm. Or right. here's here's money. Let us buy your system. Whatever the fuck it is. But it's out there and it works because we all buy shit from people all the fucking time. And it doesn't, you know, it's not this goddamn clusterfuck. Just right. like I said, they, they invent new ways to fucking put your like data at risk. And yep. uh, just like, I mean, it's it's almost like the ticket office is catfishing fans at some time. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, why, why is David's hand up? What, what the hell does I this thing know. mean? I don't know. 
I whatever. We're going. We're actually going. We're actually going through a similar standoff in the house at the moment because <laughs> I I bought one of those ninja fucking eighteen in one oveny things, right? Um, okay. And I said, Sal's like, you know, do you, you you're always saying that you don't like the oven in the house. Why don't we get one of these? It seems to do everything we need it to. And she goes, Yeah, great, right? So I bought it. I bought it. I paid for it, mm-hmm. uh, and it arrives. And I said, Right, okay, read the instructions, and then come back to me and tell me how to do the stuff I want to do. And she said no you read the instructions and tell me how to do it and i said no so it's currently sitting there in its box um, okay and the standoff shall continue until she gives in yeah. right yeah oh, good, like, good, good. while we're here good Sun i paid for it. uh yeah. the club 1872 has just bought a further 2.25 million shares nice uh, so that gets them back to the sixth largest shareholder so mm-hmm. bought from dave king of course Yes. So there we go. Uh, last one. Graham wants to know, is Leslie Nielsen one of the most underrated modern actors? Yes. And uh, yes. if we agree, we all do. What's your favorite line or scene? Mm, wow, that's... that's now, I, uh, what, that's one of my favorite... And you, you got I, I, Police Squad's on YouTube. So if, you get, if you've never seen Police right. Squad, yes, just yes, go yes. watch it. Right? But when, when he's talking to the one woman and... Uh, you know, she's talking to her about their husband dying. I forget. I forget how yes. she sets it up. He's like, "I'm sorry, ma'am. We would have come earlier, but your husband wasn't dead yet." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite is also from Police Squad, where he's um, undercover and he opens a, a locksmith business to try and find out about people threatening local yeah. businessmen. Mm-hmm. So later on, he arrives at the bad guy's hideout, and the bad guy says to him. Who are you and how did you get in here? And he says, I'm a locksmith and I'm a locksmith. <laughs> <laughs> he's not only an underrated actor, he's, he's, he's an underrated human. He should have been president of Earth. Well, mm-hmm. He had a great, this was, it wasn't long before he died. I want to say it was in like yeah. Esquire or GQ or the New Yorker or something like, mm-hmm. you know, just an interview. But he was, it was something to the effect of like, um, there's old, there's a saying about how God exists in your search for him, but I want mm-hmm. y'all to know that I'm not looking. <laughs> right. I like for me, it's, it's every single line delivered in airplane and every single yeah. line delivered in naked gun. Yeah. There's just, you can't, there, there's so many... I see five weirdos dressed in togas, stabbing a man in the middle of the park in full view of hundreds of people. I shoot the bastards. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, and and of course, uh, I think we can. I think we can solve our differences maturely, isn't that right, Mister Poopy Pants? <laughs> the the Canadian in me will always lean towards nice beaver. Oh, yes. yeah, nice yeah, beaver yeah. is great. I also like um, when the the it's in Naked Gun three, and uh, Jane says, you know, we 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 want to have children. He's like bringing children into the world is a big commitment. Uh, and I'm not a piece of meat. I can't just go every single night. And the psychiatrist says, have you tried wearing sexy underwear, a teddy perhaps? And he says, I've tried wearing everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you know, yeah. and he doesn't want to have children. How can you say that? I wanted to adopt that 17-year-old Korean girl, didn't I? <laughs> somebody sent me it was, it was one day last week or the week before 
I forget. I, no idea what the hell the context was in any of this. But somebody goes, what, a hospital? I was like, yeah, it's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. That's not important right yeah. now. <laughs> I, I, the other one I love to do is when somebody offers me something. So, for instance, uh, I'll go, chocolate? Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I never don't find it funny. Right. All right, that'll do it. Um, let's see, Todd's back, so uh, <laughs> yay! You can, of course, find everything Todd's doing over at HeyIt'sTVA.com. Find him on Twitter at HeyIt'sTVA. Yep. Thanks for coming back, Todd. It's a pleasure to be here. And by the way, I uh, I fucked up twice. It is not Michael Showalter. It's Kurt Braunoller <laughs> yeah, with Christian okay. Shaw. So if you're Googling and can't find it, actually, just type in Christian Shaw horse. It'll, it'll pop up. And then you can get Kurt Braunoller as well. Uh, David, of course, you can find everything heart and hand. Find him on Twitter at Ibrox Rocks. Thank you, David. Uh, an absolute pleasure. Thank you, guys. Oh, I almost forgot. Uh, let's go with this one. The Onion headline: Man who lost everything in crypto just wishes several thousand more <laughs> people had warned him. <laughs> God. Uh, I, I gotta give a shout out here too, quick. Uh, our buddy Davy down there in Oklahoma. Be safe. Well, we got two buddy Davies down there in Oklahoma. Be safe because they got like so they have like a massive wildfire threat uh, all day mm-hmm. until it becomes a massive tornado threat uh, tonight because you know this mm-hmm. is America and that's just that's how shit happens. Right. So uh, mm-hmm. I do love uh, D- David McCann there. He was packing up all of his Rangers tops in case he had to take him to the uh, tornado shelter. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> it's quite good. But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I don't know. Hopefully Thursday goes well. Hopefully Sunday goes better. And we'll be back next Tuesday. So that'll do it. Bye. Some people call me the space cowboy.